On today's episode, we are going through a listener question. This is a listener asking how to pay themselves through a partnership LLC. We go through all the details and I'm going to get him some help and hopefully you too as we dive into this real life scenario, an example of something a listener is going through today. Let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or for QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals, but you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really foreign? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from clients who used to feel this way. They felt overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish that they could stop the financial madness. They want a clarity and the ability to grasp the financial basics, know who to call they had a question and to stop worrying about owing money to the IRS, but they thought they weren't good with numbers and the overwhelm kept them stuck without any solid financial plan until they realized that business systems are the ticket to gaining financial confidence. In this podcast, you will learn step-by-step systems, easy to understand financial tips and mindset transformation so that you will gain financial confidence as an entrepreneur. Dust off your spreadsheet, warm up your coffee, and let's get going. First off, I love it when you guys send me a question and you email me and let me know about real life things that you're going through that you're questioning that you're not sure about. I know it's normal in business to not have all the answers. And then when you get into the financial side of things, it's even more common because let's face it, most of the time, the financial side is just fairly complex, which is the whole reason I started this podcast. I wanted to be able to shed some light on things that are typically really confusing and complex. So if you ever are curious about something, my inbox is open. I would love to hear from you. I am the one that monitors that inbox. So you are getting emails specifically from me, replies back from me, and I love it. So be sure to send me an email. I would love to highlight you. So let's dive into this particular situation that the listener has. I'm gonna read his email to you. Hey, Tiffany, first off, love the podcast and how easy you make it to understand all the info you're throwing out. I just started listening this week. My wife and I have an entertainment booking business that we would like to take to the next level. And so I had Googled small business podcasts and came by yours first. So my question is, how is it we pay ourselves out as a partnership LLC? You touched a little on that in episode three. I'm honestly wondering if we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot slightly when we filed for the LLC and not done sole proprietorship instead, because it seems easier to manage things off of that. Not sure if that's even an easy thing to do. What are your thoughts? Looking forward to hearing back. First of all, thank you so much for the email. Um, He and I actually went back and forth. I asked a couple of more clarifying questions about the size of the business because I wanted to make sure that I was able to answer this question. And from what he told me in follow-up emails, They make about $20,000 in revenue in the business. It's just he and his wife, and they are in the state of Illinois. So let's go through exactly the best way to get money out of this partnership LLC. So one of the first things I look at whenever I'm trying to determine if the LLC is marked as filing as a partnership is whether or not the state that the taxpayers are in is a community property state. Why does that matter? In a community property state, even if you are marked as a partnership, you can file that as a husband-wife partnership and then still file it on your 1040 as a Schedule C. Why does that matter, Tiffany? It makes things a lot simpler. 
especially when you have a business that's not that big. So in this particular scenario, they've got a business that they're making about $20,000 every year and they're trying to grow it. But with $20,000, a couple of things, there's not a whole lot of profit there to do things like pay for an extra tax return. There really isn't even going to be a need for an extra tax return if we can get away with it. And that's where the husband-wife partnership comes along. With them being in Illinois, that is not possible. They are going to have to file as a partnership. So he probably should have not done the LLC yet and just kept it as a, a sole proprietorship. Or if they were worried about the liability risk, only listing one of them as an owner. That would have made things a lot simpler from a tax perspective. But given the scenario that they're in right now, what is my advice? First of all, I wouldn't change anything, especially if you were planning on growing the business. If you think that this is going to grow to a larger business, then just leave it the way that it is. Don't worry about trying to untangle or, or undo something you've already done as far as the LLC and filing as a partnership. What's done is done, basically. But to get to the question that they really had, which is how do they pay themselves? There is possibly going to be a partnership agreement. Maybe not. Not everyone has one. Um, some states require it. So it is possible they have a partnership agreement. And that partnership agreement is going to detail how much of this is going to be earmarked as a partnership like compensation or it's also called guaranteed payments. So if the operating agreement indicates how much should be guaranteed payments, then you will have to market as such in paying yourself. And what are guaranteed payments? Guaranteed payments are essentially like paying yourself a W-2, but partnerships aren't supposed to pay themselves W-2. Partners in a partnership don't get compensated like a, an employee. That's just not the way that the rules in a partnership work. So a guaranteed payment acts like a W-2 salary, but the difference is that the partner is on the hook for both employee and employer taxes. So essentially you end up paying that 15.3% for Social Security and Medicare on your 1040 for those guaranteed payments. If there is not an operating agreement or if the operating agreement has a certain amount that you're supposed to be paying guaranteed payments and you were past that amount and you've already fulfilled that requirement for the guaranteed payments, then it's just an owner draw or a partner draw, which is a drawdown on equity. And as long as there's enough equity in the business, you can pull it out without having to pay extra taxes beyond just the normal federal tax that you're going to pay based on what your K-1 says. And I'm getting a little bit in the weeds here, but essentially the K-1 comes from the partnership tax return. It is the form that tells your tax preparer how much you made in the business and it's how that income is represented on your 1040. So if you don't have an operating agreement, you're not sure about guaranteed payments and you're a little confused as to what equity is and how to get money out of the business still, my recommendation is to talk to your CPA and talk to the person that is helping you prepare your taxes because there could be a need for an operating agreement. There could be a need to decipher a little bit deeper to figure out how to get this money out of the business. Partnerships can be a little bit more complex and it can just throw a few more wrenches in the whole planning process. 
The alternative in this scenario and the thing that I would work through if I was working with this person was, does it make more sense to elect S corporation? We'd have to look at the entire tax situation and look to see, does it make more sense to be an S corp based on all the other details in their financial scenario? Because if that makes more sense, then it might be easier. And then essentially you're just um, doing a W-2 salary and owner straws. The other option, the other thing that I would consider in this scenario is, does it make sense to do a revision to the ownership of the LLC and remove one of the spouses as an owner? It depends on everyone's particular scenario. It might be in their situation that they both want to be partners and they want to be named. And so they're willing to deal with some additional complexities or they might not worry about it. It might be that they're fine with only one of them being an owner. And in that situation, then you would not have to file as a partnership. They may have to for one year with the IRS and then at that point make the changes on the tax return so that moving forward, only one of them is a partner. And then at that point, it changes the entire structure of the entity. In these kind of situations, I will say that it is typically going to be best to be working with someone if you're not sure. You know, I try to share as much information as I can on the podcast to make things simpler, but I will just say that this is a little bit more complicated. And I think what makes it a little bit more difficult is that this is a smaller business. And so it is more complex. So what I would say is work with someone to figure out what needs to happen in this particular situation, put a plan of action together so that moving forward, you don't have this issue. The other thing that I would say is that whenever you're starting a business, it is so important to have a tax professional, a CPA, an advisor on your side to help you navigate these things. The world of business is really complex and can be very confusing and there's just a lot happening. So making sure you have a bench of people who know what they're doing, whether it's a tax professional, whether it's a lawyer, whether it's a marketing person, whatever it is, you need to make sure that you've got the right people in your corner to help you through these things. So if you don't have that, I would just start building out that bench of people because you're going to need it as you get in business. There's just so many things that get thrown at us as business owners. And let's just face it, it's not easy, which is why a lot of people don't go into business. They'd rather work for someone else because there's just a lot happening and it can be, it can just be a lot. It can be complex. So I hope I have helped answer this question and shed some light on you to help you get to that right direction and going down the right journey. With that said, if this has been a beneficial podcast to you, I would love it if you would share it with a friend, a colleague, someone else that may be going through the same very thing. And also leave me a five-star review. It means so much to me when you leave feedback on the show. And it also helps other people hear more about the podcast because the algorithms push me out and more people will get a clearer, less complex understanding of their small business finances. Thank you so much for showing up today. As always, I appreciate you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.